Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Exceeding TV. I'm Reek, and tonight it's just me. You know, sometimes you gotta just... You feel what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you just gotta... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know I, I I love these episodes. Like I love all of these episodes, but these episodes where the Lord be like, "This is just you," you know what I'm saying? Them episodes be hitting, okay? They all be busting, but <laughs> we say busting. I don't think we say busting no more. Mm. I'm about two weeks away from being 30, um, so I clearly don't know the slang, the lingo, what the kids say <laughs> these days, but all the episodes be hitting, for real. They all fire. You know what I'm saying? But God was like, episode 10, it's just going to be you. And this topic, mm, my Lord, a snapping turtle. Okay, a snapping turtle. <laughs> Today's topic is it's in the press. Mm, it's in the press. So when I first heard this, so I actually thought that this episode was going to come out in the I'm so sorry, I'm just touching this mic like y'all can't hear it. In the beginning of January, I thought this episode was going to come out. And I think it was January 27th was the date that I have written in for this episode. It's in the press. And for whatever reason, I don't remember what happened on the 27th. I don't know if that week was skipped I really don't remember exactly what happened, but I know, of course, the episode did not get recorded. So I'm like, okay, God, you had me put the date down. I did. That that week it was not recorded. So I'm like, okay, God, what's up with that? Like, you don't ever double back <laughs> in that way. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you don't ever be like, okay, this is going to be it, and then it don't end up being it. But for whatever reason... This particular episode was not recorded, okay? So, going through all the different episodes, like this one's here, this one's there, this one here. I think it was like last month sometime, Holy Spirit was like, episode 10, it's just going to be you. And I'm like, all right, bet, cool, 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 cool. I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool, right? And then I think a couple weeks later, he said, it's going to be, it's in the press. And I was like, okay. So it came back around, right? Like, it came back around. Y'all know, I got the notebook, read all of them down. Okay. So, wrote all of them down, read. <laughs> I wrote all of them down. So I'm like, okay. Cool, it's in the press, it's in the press, it's in the press. What's in the press? What's 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 the press? <laughs> Lord, what is the press? So 
at first, I was having a conversation with Key. And we were in the car. And we were driving. We were, we were riding somewhere. I think she was taking me home or something like that. And the Holy Spirit gave me a revelation about Chris. And, ooh, it hit me somewhere deep, y'all. It hit me somewhere so deep. Oh, man, that thing hit me deep. Because he's like, I need you to press into me. Like, I need you to, you're doing a lot of pushing, but not a lot of pressing. And I was like, "Mm, I need you to elaborate. (laughs) What does that mean? I'm doing a lot of pushing, but not a lot of pressing. So when you look, if you look up just the the definition of press, like they kind of, they're not synonymous, but a lot of the definitions actually line up. And my pastor always says, like, when you're when you're trying to get a definition when it comes to God, like, you know what I'm saying? Like spiritual, like a spiritual definition of what what God wants to get across with this definition. You can't just look in one place. You have to look in, in multiple places and see let the holy spirit like lead you exactly what it is so we're riding in the car and he's like you're doing a lot of pushing but you're not doing a lot of pressing and he said pressing is spiritual but pushing is physical and i said come on god come on like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, hurt, hurt, okay? Pressing is spiritual, but pushing is physical. And he said, I want you to press into me, which as far as with, with spiritually, when you press into me, you put all your weight on me. And when you put all your weight on me, I, I move. I I can do it then when you put all your weight on me because what you think about when you think of pressing the natural, you think about like pressing towards something and you you kind of you you put all your weight on it. You just press towards it like I don't know why in my mind I just kept seeing like when you're on a wall and it's it's a wall and it's an immobile wall. It's not a wall that can move. And you pressed up against it. You're, you're pressing all of your weight onto the wall. So when he was explaining it to me, and when he was actually giving me this visual of press versus push, he's like, when you press, pressing is spiritual. And you put all your weight on me. And when you put all your weight on me, you're trusting me to, if you, if you press into a wall, you're, you're, you're trusting that that wall is not going to cave in when you put all your weight on the wall, okay? So then he's like, okay, now think about pushing and why I say pushing is natural because when you push something, you're trying to get it out the way, like, or you're trying to move it forward and I'm like as he's breaking it down I'm like oh lord 
you're doing a lot of pushing, but you're not doing a lot of pressing. So what you're trying to do is, is that you're pushing all of these things and you, you're thinking that you pushing me and really you're just causing me to have to give you consequences essentially that's essentially what was going on like you're trying to push me into doing something prematurely you're trying to push me into you're trying to use your emotions to push me to help you faster or to to save you quicker or to you're trying to push me you're trying to you're pushing for results instead of pressing into me I'm like, Lord, first of all, let me go ahead and repent. <laughs> let me start there. Let's start with the repentance. Now let's time to turn. Because I never really thought about it like that. I never really thought, because like I said, when I saw the topic of, it's in the press, I really didn't know exactly what he was talking about, really, honestly, truly. I really didn't know. So I'm just like, okay. So when he gave me that description of pressing versus pushing and and what actually I was doing, it was like I was trying to push for results. I was trying to push past valuable lessons. Like I was actually just talking to my God sister and we were we were talking about um lessons, like lessons that that God has to show us and we, it, it was funny because she was like, you know how they have like Girl Scout badges? Like, you know, I wonder if everybody has to take certain types of tests. Like, it's just like standard. And immediately my mom was just like, absolutely. Like, trusting God, waiting on God, like submitting to God, surrendering. Like, I think that those types of, those types of, things that we, you know, those types of values that you have to, you have to develop. Like, I feel like it may not be the same exact way, but essentially we all have to learn the same set of skills. If, if, if I can use that, like we have to learn the same set of skills and to think about it in, in pushing versus pressing. When you try to push past something, you're trying to pass it. You're not necessarily putting your weight on it. You're not necessarily testing the theory of the wall that <laughs> if I press into this wall, I'm not actually expecting it to move because if I'm pressing, that means that I know that it can't be moved. Like pressing into it, it's like, I hope this does, <laughs> like in my mind, this makes perfect sense. I hope this makes sense because that's what I, I the, the wall is what I saw was just like, when you press into it, you're testing the theory that when I lean up against this object, metaphorically, when I lean up against this object, it is going to support me. I'm pressing into it and it's going to support me. And as he was showing me that illustration, it made perfect sense why he would say pressing is spiritual because that's really essentially what I want you to do. It's in the press. I need you to press into me. I need you to lean into me. I need you to trust that I'm going to hold your weight if you, 
you don't have to, you don't, when you're pushing, you have to exhilarate some type of, you have to, you have to put in some effort. It has to, you know what I'm saying? Like it has to, you have to have the strength because there's certain things that you just can't push out the way. And I'm speaking physically, but as I'm talking, it's just like, think about that. Like, think about that as far as like obstacles or things that, that come against you or things that, that are presented to you. And God is just like, Hey, okay. Boom. Got this for you. What you gonna do? Like, what is it? What's, what's, what's up? You know what I'm saying? And you can't, you can't just push past something that God is just like, Hey, I need you to, that, that, that Girl Scout badge. Like, I need you to learn this. This is something that I need you. I need instilled in you. This is something that, or Boy Scout badge. Let me, <laughs> Girl Scout badge, Boy Scout badge. Either way it go, it's a badge, baby. Um, I need you to learn this thing. Okay. <laughs> I need you to, I need you to get this. I need you to, to, to feel this. I need you to, to learn this. And I need to know, can I, can I trust this in your hands? And basically what God was telling me, was like, there are certain things that I can't trust in your hands because you're doing so much pushing. You want to just get it out the way. You just want to move it out your way. Like I want it to just move. Like I don't necessarily want to I don't necessarily want to get into the logistics of it. When you press in the in the natural, when you press in the natural, if we use the wall, because this is this is that's what I saw. When you press into it, you're 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 getting to the logistics, like, okay, is this a sturdy wall? Is this like a you can get really deep into, you know, because there's some walls that seem like they are just paper thin. Like, you know what I'm saying? You be you just kind of elbow it a little bit and it's just cave in. And God is like, I'm not that kind of, I'm not that kind of wall. Like I'm like that, I'm like that wall where you just like, ain't nothing getting through this that I don't want to get through. Okay. Like if I don't, if I don't deem for that thing to get through, I am in, in, impenetrable. That might be a word. It might not take it with love. I it ain't it ain't coming in here. It ain't ain't no breaching over here. There's no breach over here. So when I think about that that wall, like I said, that's what he showed me. Like pressing into a wall. When you press into something, you're leaning. You're 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 leaning on that thing, and you can get deep into the the different weights and the different there's different types and God is just like hey I am a wall that cannot be broken press into me like come on just throw just throw all your I can take it like I I can handle it like I I got it like I'm good I'm Gucci like (laughs) I am excelente okay like Instead of trying to push past these things and push past me, because essentially what God was saying is that you're trying to push past me because if I'm presenting you with something and you're just trying to hurry up and get, get through it, you're just trying to hurry up and, and move and hurry up and decide and hurry up and you're trying to do all of this. You're trying to push past it. You don't learn what I need you to learn and now I got to bring it back. 
instead of pressing into me for knowledge, pressing into me for understanding, pressing into me for clarity, you decide to just push it and you just want to just move it out of the way. Like you're just ready to just get to get past it. And there are some things that I just don't need you to do that with. There are some things I just can't allow you to do that with because there, there are things that I need instilled in you. There are things that I need just free, free will in you. Like I need you to, I need that to be a, a, a cornerstone. I need that to be a central, like you got things that are just, they just very important. The things of all the things of God are important, but there are certain things that are the root of of God, the the obedience and the trust and the surrenderance and the the worship and the praise. There are certain things that make up the things that we need to press into and lean on and and run to. Like you run from things that you're trying to push. Like you can run into me and press. And that's what I need you to do. <laughs> I need you to, I need you to turn because it's in the press. The the deliverance is in the press. The hope is in the press. The the joy is in the press. The answers are in the press. You have so many questions. You have so many questions. And some you're you're scared to ask me, and some that you ask me that aren't really the, the right questions to be asking. Like I never said that you that you couldn't ask questions because if you don't ask questions, you, you don't get the answer. Like that's what our relationship is for. I want you to understand. I want you to know what my will is for your life. I want you to, to know who you are. I want you to know who I want you to be. So I, I, I want you to have that communication with me. I want you to press into me for the things that you're looking for, but because you're just trying to push past everything I'm trying to get to you, you're not asking the right questions. <laughs> you're just trying to push past it because it's uncomfortable. You're trying to push past it because it's frustrating. You're just trying to push past it when the answer is in the press. It's in the press. So because you're trying to push past the things that I'm trying to answer for you, you don't ask me the right questions. And because you don't ask the right questions, I can't give you the answer. Because your posture is, you already know what answer you really want. <laughs> like you're asking me, but you already got in mind what you want me to say. And because I don't work like that, and you're just trying to ask me stuff to get you past it but what if i what if i need you here in this space pressing into me for a month this uncomfortable space this this space that doesn't seem like it's going to change this space that it's not really excuse me every time i get in here by myself we don't talk about it but excuse me <laughs> like I, I i was watching this video and it was this other um, podcaster and she was talking and she was like, I make you to lie down into green pastures. That, that, that scripture was like, 
the central of what, what she was saying, basically. And she says, I have to make you because what you may see as hard and difficult and frustrating may just be the green pasture because you can't, you got to see beyond what you see. So it, it may not look like the grass is green on this side, but the grass is green where I deem it to be green. That was essentially the message of the video. And she's basically like, you know, I take you through these different things. Excuse me. I take you through these different things and they don't seem pleasurable, but I have purpose in them. So I have to make you lie down in it, right? I have to make you lie down in it because to you, it doesn't seem as if it's, it, it has purpose. It doesn't seem as if it's going to, to be something that I can cultivate. And her revelation was so beautiful about that. But it's, it's like I've always said, the grass is greener where you water it. And that was before I watched that video and that revelation that she got about it and like her, her interaction with the Holy spirit was like really insightful, but it's just like, it made me think about that, that thing. I always, I always say, I always say that like the grass is greener where you water it. So when you get into those situations, it's like, it's like the Holy spirit was telling me like, even those situations that seem like they're so frustrating and they're, you don't want to really deal with it and you don't really want to do it and you don't really, you don't really want to be in this space. I need you to still praise me. I need you to still press into me. I need you to still seek me. I need you to press into me because it's in the press. Everything you need is in the press. And that's how you can come out with that perspective in those dry places, in those places that feel like you just want to push past this. If you press into me, then you'll realize that this is the place and, and God blesses the place. So this is the place that I'm choosing to bless you. This is the place that I'm choosing to grow you. This is the place that I'm choosing to to cultivate something in you, to, to, to birth something out of you. This is the place that I'm using right now. So the grass is green right here. There's no other green pasture that you should be worried about <laughs> because this is the green pasture that I have chosen. Even if it doesn't look like it is a green pasture, if you press into me, instead of trying to push past it, you will realize the the fruitfulness of this situation, the fruitfulness of this, this learning experience. I, you know, I talked about that last week with, with my job. And I mean, it pretty much, I, I've gotten some, some feedback <laughs> about last week's episode and just basically how, you know, that situation kind of can apply to, to any, any, any situation really, because it's like, you know, you're, you're wanting to do something and you're wanting to, to move and you're wanting to, you know what I'm saying? And God is just like, no, wait, I want you to stay right there. I want you to move yet. It's not ready yet. Like I need you, I need you here for a little while longer. Those are the times that instead of trying to push past it, that you, that I'm supposed to be pressing into him. And I had to realize that and I'm really kind of realizing it right now because like I said, I really didn't know what the press was because I'm like, okay, God, I gotta, 
record this episode. You're going to tell me what press is. You're going to tell me what press is. What you're talking about. What you're talking about. That's literally like, I'm just like, hey, what press? Even though, you know, I had this whole revelation, like a whole, like I said, like a month ago, it was kind of just like, okay, God, like, I got that that revelation like you know what i'm saying like you showed me that whole illustration but in my mind i was just like okay is that what i'm supposed to talk about and then out of nowhere i got another revelation about press and i heard the scripture philippians 3 14. now i don't know if that was last week's episode or the week before last I think it was the week before. I think it was the week before last. I believe that it was. The Holy Spirit took me to Philippians 3. He's like, I want you to read Philippians 3. I want you this to be your, your area of focus. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And then my Bible I had already read it. So that was, I can't remember what episode that was, but it was just like, I already read it. So, and that's when he had to wake me up and tell me reading is not knowing. Like what I need you to know right now. And I came across the scripture and it's Philippians 3, 13 and 14. And it says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And I was like, press towards the mark. And I'm like, okay, God. And I read that and I was like, okay, God, that's what I'm supposed to be talking about. And then I heard nothing. <laughs> so I was like. So basically I just saw the word press and was like, yeah, he's going to give me a revelation on this scripture. And this scripture is going to be the center of this episode because i knew like i said a little minute ago that this episode was going to be this topic and i'm like yes god that is going to be it and he was like no it's a good good scripture though it is forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth pressing forth press towards the mark and I, it, it was another um, another translation of it is the Message Bible. And the Message Bible actually reads twelve through fourteen, and it says, "I'm not saying that I have all I have this all together, that I have it made, but I am well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wonder, wonder, <laughs> wondrously reached out for me." Okay. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. And when I read that, it kind of put the seal on pressing to me. I want you to press towards me. Don't push past me. Don't. Don't try to move so fast that you miss me. I want you to be so in tune and I want you to be so pressed into me that if I sneeze, (laughs) I want you to say bless you. (laughs) I want you to be, I'm talking about right there. And that kind of just rounded off 
that that particular revelation about how press is spiritual and push is natural. But then when I thought that that was the other revelation, it was kind of just the, like I said, the rounding off. The other revelation that I got about pressing is what I, where I feel like I've been since 2020. Like, oh man, Tux, don't do me like that, baby. <laughs> I thought he was about to knock the camera down. I was going to be so sad. Oh, I was going to be so sad. But we was going to keep it rolling. I was going to pick that thing back up. But the other press that I that I was hearing was more so of a, like how, like you get the oil, <laughs> like you got to press it all the way, the press, pressure that 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 pressing that 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 process of god just like i gotta get every single last drop of you out of you or the you that you think that you are because the you that you think that you are and the you that you actually are are going to war against each other and he was right and it's kind of come full circle because in our ministry my pastor started this series um called the cry of the spirit help me help me help me that's literally the title where our spirit is crying out because we're not renewing our mind which is our soul and our flesh is winning and it's like I think the 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 beginning of the press of like pressure and you you hear all these things or like pressure makes diamonds and you gotta press the you gotta press the oil that's how you get the oil out and it's just like when it's not you at that time that's being pressed you don't want to hear that don't nobody want to hear pressure makes diamond when you the one that's being turned into a diamond <laughs> I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. When it is you on the pressing block, <laughs> you don't want to hear none of that. You don't. We got to be honest, y'all. Be honest with yourself. Like, don't nobody want to hear that. And I think that one of the things that I didn't necessarily even think about, one situation that I didn't think about as a pressing situation was when I got COVID. And when... I was thinking about it as far as like it's in the press that that situation that I had with COVID came to my mind and I'm like, okay, God, I don't think I've ever actually went into the testimony of COVID. Like, I feel like I talked about it like in passing, maybe a little bit, but I don't think I actually really went in depth about what actually happened to me, like the experience that I had with the lord <laughs> during this time like because uh, like i think um i think around january or february i really don't even feel like it was that long ago but i'm just gonna say that just because i keep saying a few weeks ago which y'all if y'all watch these episodes faithfully you realize that 
Life is happening very fast. There are a lot of things happening (laughs) at one time. And I thank God. I thank the Lord. (sighs) I thank him. Because that means that, I'm sorry, he's trying to, he's trying to get me to something, get me through something. So I'm just, all right, Lord, whatever you're trying to do, okay? Whatever it is that you're trying to do. But he reminded me, (laughs) back to what I was saying. Y'all know how I get when it's just me. He reminded me of something that I said at the beginning, at the end of 2019. And I would say 2019, 2019 is actually when I decided to rededicate my life back to Christ and mean it (laughs) and mean it. Okay. Transparent honesty. I, I decided to mean it. And the Holy spirit told me you're, you're late. Like you're behind. Like, you know what I'm saying? And sitting here now, I now understand what that means when he said it, because that was a very fast process to go from uh, to, uh, okay, uh, to here, like, uh, uh, okay, to God be the glory. (laughs) But at the end of 2019, of course, going into 2020, I was like, oh, it's a new decade. Like, we're going into a new da 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 Okay, so I actually declared something at the end of 2019. And I did not think about it as a declaration because like I said, I had just gotten serious about the Lord in like March of 2019. And really I was just trying to get the fundamentals. I I wasn't really, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't really working with nothing. I was trying to, I still was in the fundamental stage at the end of 2019. And the Holy Spirit brought it back to my remembrance what I said. And I said, this is going to be my decade. It's not going to be my year. It's going to be my decade. And in my mind, that was just like, who's going to be my decade? Da, 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 da. And the Holy Spirit like kind of <laughs> bit the block and was like, oh, bet that up. Okay, cool. Cool, right? So I go through 2020 and I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. I'm running pandemic happens so running is a little bit easier because we're in the house we don't really got nowhere to go there's not really anywhere to be like you know there was one of two things that you could have done in that pandemic you could have really played or you you could have really grown you came out with some kind of i started painting like (laughs) i really need to get back to painting because that was a very peaceful hobby very peaceful gotta get back to that I started reading my word more. I started talking to the Lord a little bit more. Now I hadn't necessarily got to really talking to God. Cause see, though that may sound weird, I was not actually talking to the Lord. I was not, I was talking to the Lord, right? Okay, no, cause that sounds like I was talking to like the enemy or something. I went, I was I was making my best attempt, okay? Like that's what I thought I was doing. I thought I was I was making making progress. I thought I was progressing in my relationship with the Lord. And <laughs> what I found out was that not for real. Like LOL JK 
just just playing, right? So this is what I thought I was doing. But I was reading my word more. Whether I was reading it correctly, because I wasn't really talking to the Lord for real, for real. I wasn't really getting any revelation. Like I really was just reading it and kind of retaining something, but not really retaining anything because I really wasn't studying. You know what I'm saying? 2020 was, it was a wild time, but it gave me time to do those things because there was nothing else that you could do. Like when we started working from home, there's nothing really much that you can do. You can't go nowhere. So, you know what I'm saying? What will you choose to do? Okay. So 2019, I'm like, I'm running for the Lord. So pandemic, boom, let's, let's, let's run. Let's go. Okay. But apparently, um, God was thinking, (laughs) God knew he wasn't thinking. He knew where he wanted me to be and I was not doing it correctly. So Sometimes when you're being hard-headed, the Lord got to come soft in your head a little bit. Um, So at the end of 2020, after staying in my house and going nowhere, going nowhere, okay, I got COVID. And I ain't just get COVID. I got COVID, COVID, okay? So I got real sick. And... I was here by myself at my house um, for the most part. You know what I'm saying? I was here, I would say, first of all, I thought I had a sinus infection. So really I had COVID for literally the whole month of December because like I said, I I thought I had a sinus infection. So from the beginning of, of December, I actually got it from my parents who had COVID on Thanksgiving and it apparently that 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 strand of COVID was it was fresh it was new it was it was strong okay that thing was was lying dormant somewhere so I went to my parents' house after all of them had tested negative and I got COVID and it just sat in my it sat like you know what I'm saying but I thought so it really didn't sit now that I'm thinking about it it really didn't sit in my in my bloodstream or anything like that because. I started having like the sinus, sinus drain, but I have, I have a problem with that anyway. So all the people that had sinus problems, I feel your struggle because we was a hot commodity to talk about during COVID. And we were, we were pretty on edge when it came to it. But I, in my mind, I'm like, I haven't been nowhere. I go to my parents' house and I know they just got over COVID because my brother was still going to work. My dad was still going to work, but me and my mom, we were working from home, but I'm I'm not thinking. I'm just like, this is the only place I go. So maybe I got to, you know what I'm saying? I ain't seen it for Thanksgiving. I had to spend Thanksgiving by myself. I was not happy. So they all tested negative. Go over there. Boom. It's cool. That's okay. Get COVID. I think I got a sign of infection. I think around December 18th is when I went. Like I had to log out of work. I'm like, hey, I'm not doing good at all. So I go talk to Teladoc and Teladoc's like, oh, you got COVID. I'm like, man, I ain't got no COVID. Stop playing with me. Like, stop playing with me. Like, you're not a real professional. So he was like, you need to go get tested. So I go get tested. (laughs) I go to this little clinic that they put up, literally, that was doing free COVID testing. And so I go get tested and (laughs) the lady, like, cracks the door. (laughs) So she cracks the door and she won't come in. She got a mask on now. And she was like, yeah. 
So you tested positive for COVID. And I look at my mom and I'm like, I know you are lying. What <laughs> do you mean? I got COVID. Like, baby girl, this is a sinus infection. You're supposed to give me some some fluctazone and, and let me go on by my day. Give me my um, citrusine. Give my allergy relief medicine and let me go because my allergies is real bad. And that's really what's wrong with me. And she's like, no, you tested positive for COVID. So, okay. During the day, I was good. My mom dropped me off over here because, I mean, of course, it's like, Technically, they said like the antibodies was, you know what I'm saying, which actually really saved my life in the end. We'll get to that. We'll get to that part of the testimony. But she brought me back home because, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, she was like, you're over, you're, you're over the hump. Like you're about 15 days. It was the 15th. Cause she was like, you're about 15 days in. If you're saying that you started having congestion December 1st, you're about 15 days in. You're good. Like you're over the hump. I indeed was not over the hump. I hadn't even started on the actual hill itself, but <laughs> to God be the glory. Okay. So I get back home. I'm, I'm fine. She's just like, you're, you're fine. You're, it's just going, it's going to pass through. So through the day, I'm fine. I'm reading my word. Cause I'm, I told y'all that was, that was what I was doing anyway. So I tried to keep that routine. I'm I'm checking my temperature. I'm trying to get my fluids. And as the days go on, first of all, at night, it was absolute horrible. I'm talking about can't breathe, can't do nothing. Like, it's it's horrible. But at the time, I keep hitting this thing. I know y'all can hear it. I'm so sorry. At the time, my uncle actually got COVID at the same time as me. So we technically were quarantining together. So he was like my encouragement buddy. So he would call me. I would call him. We would kind of just, you know, talk to each other, see how each other are doing. Like we really, that's we really the only people that we could talk to, right? That's where I messed up. <laughs> now that I'm saying it out loud, that's really where I messed up. Okay. So <laughs> I love my uncle. If he's watching this, like I love you, Antoine. I do. But I should have been talking to the Lord. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold you. Like <laughs> I should have been talking to the lord and he um made sure that that happened so <laughs> the days go on and i am getting sicker y'all like i'm getting to a point where it's like i can't even pick my arm up to pretend like i'm gonna answer the phone like people are calling me they're trying to check on me and they're just like i'm just sitting there like i'm laying on my couch and it's just like i'm laying with my arms crossed and i'm just like flat as a board. It feels like 10 men, 10 grown bodybuilder men are laying on top of me on my couch. Like I can't move. I went from being active throughout the day and then kind of like not so good having to sleep sitting up at night to literally just constantly laying down, like constantly just stagnant. Right. And there was this one scripture that I read on my last good day. And it was, I actually want to, let me go pull that up. Cause I actually want to say exactly what it says. Cause I kind of quote it sometimes because it really, it, I needed it like real bad, <laughs> but it actually really, it really helped me. Like I had, that was a lot, like I said, that was the last scripture at the time I was reading Jeremiah. 
And it was just the last scripture that I read before I just completely just couldn't, I couldn't get up. Um, let me see. There we go. It is Jeremiah 17, 14. And it says, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved for thou art my praise. And I kept hearing, if you heal me, I'll be healed. If you save me, I'll be saved. And I just kept, I kept saying it, I kept saying it, I kept saying it. Because I was, I was going down and I was going down really fast. And it was just like, I wasn't taking my medicine. My temperature was 103, 104, 102, 101, 103, 105. Like my temperature was like constantly high, but it was like, I would, my window of up, up, up. (laughs) I was going to say upness. My window of upness was getting smaller each day. Like I wasn't eating. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't I wasn't doing anything like I, I I couldn't like I couldn't swallow anything I couldn't do anything like it was just getting bad, so finally I think it was the twenty third. I think it was the day before Christmas Eve or the twenty second that my mom like after me not answering the phone me not getting my electrolytes me not walking because that was the thing when you got COVID you you walk and you keep your body acclimated to your muscles keep your muscles I wasn't doing that I couldn't do that so I get to my mom gets to me she's just like hey we had COVID we're just gonna put you in the room you know what I'm saying stay in the room that's fine but you need to you can't be here by yourself anymore so 23rd yes it was the day before Christmas Eve late in the room of course that she got me like later on when she got off work Christmas Eve. <laughs> I'm talking about downhill was not even, that lady was absolutely incorrect. Like she was very wrong. She was very, 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 very wrong about me being over the hill on the 15th. So Christmas Eve comes and it's like, I can't take a half of a step without getting out of breath. Like I am it's almost like one step and it feels like I've ran a triathlon. Like real bad. So I'm just like, oh man. But my dad is sticking to, you know, what helped him. And and I mean, in any normal case, this would have helped, even though they didn't really know much about COVID. That's what they told everybody, you know, keep walking, keep stay, you know, stay active and, you know, so your body don't stiff up. And that's what they were telling everybody. So my dad was making me walk and it would get so bad, y'all. Like he would make me walk to the back of the gate and come back. And it's just like, by the time I got to the back of the gate, like I had to take like a whole 30 minute, 30 minute break back there my my parents have like a trampoline in the back i had to literally like lean on that and like hide while my best friend was like talking to my dad like hey you know what i'm saying distracting him basically like giving me a break like distracting him because he's like sergeant he is just on it he's just like yes you are going to walk you are going to keep your body because you're just going downhill 
So we have a tradition in our family, in the Youngs, where we open our gifts on Christmas Eve. So Christmas morning, we cook breakfast together, we eat breakfast together, we chill. We we took the pressure off of waking up and doing all of that. We do it at, at midnight. So Christmas Eve comes, and of course, everybody in the house has already had COVID. So as long as I have my mask on, I can come in the living room. So I'm in the living room, and I'm receiving my gifts. <laughs> and in my mind, I am talking. In my mind, I am talking out loud. What I later found out was that I was not talking out loud. I was talking in my my head. I was delirious. I had not eaten in a week. I had not drank any drinking anything, so I was dehydrated. Um, and I really wasn't getting any sleep because I was scared that I was not going to wake up. So I was delirious. So I was not talking out loud. So I literally was just sitting there, just thinking that I'm interacting with my family and the whole time I'm not. So my mom, she looks at me and I'm thinking that I'm doing good, right? I'm opening the stuff. I think I'm doing good. My mom was like, do you want to just go lay down? And I'm like, no, okay, cool. All right. So I go in the room and we had sunrise service in our ministry on the phone. And I had this, I just felt like I needed to get there. Like if I can just make it, and this is real. Like if I can just make it to this sunrise service, I'm going to be all right. Like I just need to get to the sunrise service at 5 a.m. I think it was 5 a.m. It might've been 6 a.m., but I think it was 5 a.m. I don't know. I think it was 6. Let's just go for six. I woke up every single hour in a panic. And I mean, not because I set an alarm or anything like that. My alarms were set more so closer to the time of the service, but I actually woke up like it, I was terrified. Like my heart was just beating so fast because it's just like, I really didn't feel like I was going to wake up. Like it, it that, that feeling of just like, I am not going to wake up. Like that's the the panic that was on me. Like that's how bad I was. Like that's how bad I felt was just like, I'm going to stop breathing at any moment. Like at any second, I'm going to stop breathing. I get to the service and it's just like, okay, I think, I think that that's what, that's what I needed. Okay. So later on, of course, like I told you, we opened gifts so that we have Christmas breakfast and we, we cook this big spread and everybody comes over and we just eat. And I got up that next morning and all I remember was my mom and my best friend standing over me saying, breathe, breathe, breathe. And no, let me go back to after the, the service. I remember I had like a coughing fit, like right when we got off the line. I had a coughing fit and I heard the Holy Spirit say, you're okay. You got this. Just breathe. Calm down and breathe. Calm down. You need to calm down. You know how to breathe. Inhale, exhale. This is literally what I'm hearing in in my head. Inhale, exhale. You got this. And it's just like, I'm just coughing uncontrolled. I can't catch my breath. Like, I can't, like, it's just impossible for me to catch my breath at this point. It's in the press. He was pressing me. 
And he was comforting me because he knew that he was pressing me. Okay. So I'm like, okay. I wake up and it's just like, (laughs) I can't, it's like I'm breathing in, but I cannot breathe out. So they're just like, breathe, 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 breathe. And I'm coughing, I'm coughing, I'm coughing. It's just like, okay. So Christmas day, I finally catch my breath. Christmas day is pretty much like the day before my dad is like, you're going to walk. You need to get out. You need to get in the sun. You need to you need to drink this broth. You need to, you know what I'm saying? Like do all these things. And I'm just like, I am miserable. I am terrified. I am just all of these things, but I am not talking to the Lord. Now he's talking to me. I hear him in the moments that I cannot talk. Right? Like when I'm, Like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. Like, I hear him. So he's talking to me, but I'm not talking to him, right? Okay. So I think that I'm talking to him, but really I'm just praying. I'm requesting something. I was just, I was begging. Like, God, let me wake up. Like, keep waking me up. Keep, please, can you please keep waking me up? Like, please, I just need to wake up. Like, if I could just wake up. Like, if if I could just wake up, okay? So I go through Christmas and Christmas Eve comes. And of course, on Christmas Eve, I mean, not Christmas Eve, the day after Christmas, you know, everybody goes shopping. They go to the the mall and they go to Walmart and all that good stuff. All the stuff is on sale. So I wake up that morning and I hear the Holy Spirit say, get up. You need to get up. You got to get up. You got to get up. You got to get up. And that's, I just kept hearing, you, you got to get up. You have to get out of this room. You have to get up. You have to get up. Now, the air mattress that I'm on, because I have COVID, nobody's really coming in there. Like, they're really just opening the door, checking on me. You need anything? You, you want something to drink? When I'm not going outside, like, it's just like, you know, you can just rest in here. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. You have to get up. You need to get up right now. Get up. Get out of this bed. Get out of this bed. But the air mattress that I'm on is deflating because at this point I've been on it and it's just like, it's been days that, you know, like you usually have to like revamp it. Like you have to like repump it up, right? And revamp it. You got to repump it up. And it's so, my body is sore. Like every, I'm talking about my fingertips were sore. Like my, my toenails were sore. Like I could not get out of this bed, but I kept hearing you have to get out of this room, get out of this room, get up. You need to get up. I'm like, whatever I need to do, I'm finna get up. Y'all, I promise you. I would say from my from the room that I was in, the spare room I was in, to the bathroom is about seven steps. I pulled together everything that I could possibly muster. I grabbed my mask, I grabbed my phone, and I grabbed my blanket. And I literally run for my life, but it feels like I am moving in slow motion. Those seven steps took so much out of me that I literally threw myself on the toilet and I sat on that toilet for an hour before I could catch my breath. And my dad is in the, he's in his lounge and it's like, he doesn't hear me because he's in the front of the house and I'm technically in the back of the house. My mom is gone, but I sit there for an hour. I heard it again. You need to get up. You got to get up. You got to get up. So I, I pulled myself together again because 
I heard you need to get up. And I go to, it's in the press. <laughs> okay. I go to the living room and I press my way to that living room and I'm sitting on the couch and like, you know, that was the thing. Like, you know, if I had my mask on, I could come in, in the living room. So it's just like, that was, that was good for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, God, you just needed me. You see me up. So my mom comes home and my niece, of course, she has this big stack of, of toys and I'm sitting on the side of the toys and my mom is sitting like on the other side of the toys. So she can't see me, but she can hear me. So she hears my breathing or lack thereof. And she said, Hey, is that you? And I'm like, I think I'm saying something. Found out later on that I was not saying anything. And she said, I want you to get up and I'm going to give you, I think it's like the odometer. It's like a, like a breath, breath thing to, to check your oxygen. And she said, I want you to get up and I want you to walk to the bathroom. And like I told y'all, <laughs> one and a half steps, a half of a step. I'm out of breath already. I took two steps and she checked my, temp, my, my oxygen. It was 83. And she's like, yes, yeah, time to go to the hospital. Now, at the time, going to the hospital in 2020 was just like guaranteed you ain't coming up out of there, right? So now I am like, wait a minute, <laughs> Lord, now let's talk, right? And God is like, hmm, that's funny. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. But I'll oblige you because I'm pressing you right now okay so we're headed to the hospital and my mom turns on war um i can't think of his name i got joy in my soul god is in control got satan on my trail but i'm singing all is well he's attacking every day but i'm watching while i pray no matter the attack i won't turn back because this means war I'm singing it clear right now, but I could not sing every word of that song for anything, but I pressed because I knew that as I was heading up to that hospital, the hospital that was just, that was just not what you did when you got, you got COVID because if you walk in there, your family can't come with you and you probably not coming out. Right. But I, I got to walk out of here. This is war. Like, I, I don't think it's strange that this is the song that you, that you play on the way to the hospital. Like this is, it's wartime. And I'm like, all right, God, it's wartime. Like, let's go. We get to the hospital. They, they pull me in the back. They like, she's like, ma'am, your lungs are nothing but blood clots. Like, I don't even see the outline of your lungs. They're just like blood clot sacks. So what actually happened was as I was walking, what was healing everybody else and getting everybody else back in the groove of things was killing me. So when I was walking, my lungs were clapping together and all the blood clots were spreading. So that's why it was getting harder and harder because your oxygen, first of all, is supposed to be hundred percent. That's first. So it being 83 was very alarming because being under 90 is, is, is alarming, but 
it was because my lungs were literally just, they were just blood clots. Like they were just multiple blood clots because I was pushing myself to walk because that was, that was helping everybody else. And you know, and it's just like, that's what they, that's what they said. You, you walk, like, you know what I'm saying? And it, that's what you do. You keep your, you keep your joints. So from locking up because you get very, you got very sore. If you got COVID, you realize you were very, very, very sore when you had COVID. So the thing that was helping everybody else was killing me. I was being pressed. Okay. So we get to the back and of course, because I have COVID, they have to shut the door and it's just like, oh, this is the worst experience ever guys. Like the, the, the holding room we were in was dirty. There was like some blood towel on the thing. And I'm just like, mom, I'm sitting in the wheelchair and I'm like, I can't sit up anymore. And she's just like, do not lean on that counter. There's a blood towel in here. They didn't want to come up and pick it. They was like, oh, day shift. They left that. It's just horrible. We tell them, freshen the door. Hey, I don't want to be ventilated. I want to be, what is it called? I don't want to be put on a ventilator. I don't. So whatever we need to do to where if, if, if that comes to it, do not put me on a ventilator. Because at the time, like I said, when you go on that ventilator, you're not coming off. Like, and if you come off, you're you're dying. Okay. So doctor after doctor come in, basically tell me I'm stupid. Like that's dumb. You're young. Like, you know, it's a legal document that you can sign. It's do not, do not incubate. I think that's what it's called. And it's like, hey, can I get the paperwork for that? And they're like, you know, I just really don't think that that's smart. Hey, we asked you that. We just want the paperwork. Thank you. Never got the paperwork, y'all. So then this is an encounter that I did not know happened or didn't happen for, for lack of better words until a, a year later, right? So me and my mom are sitting in the room and this nurse comes in. And like I told y'all, I have not eaten or drinking anything, drinking anything for like six or seven days at this point. Like it's been a minute, like I, I'm dehydrated. So of course finding my vein is nearly impossible. So I don't remember their names, but just for just right now, just go ahead and just get it. I'm going to say Lisa is trying to find my veins and she's poking me. She's poked me like five times. Now, ever since we walked in the hospital, every room that we went in, I found a cross. And I began to pray. And I began to talk to God. Finally. And it's almost like the Holy Spirit was just like, if you won't talk to me, I make sure you don't talk to nobody else. Because like I said, I think that I'm talking only to find out that I wasn't saying any words. My mom was like, you weren't saying anything, but I can't breathe. Like during like Christmas Eve, you weren't saying anything. Like you were just moaning and like you really weren't saying anything. The whole time I'm thinking that I'm talking. When I was sitting there on that couch and she asked me, was that my breathing? I'm thinking that I'm talking to her. So it's like, God was like, "Mm, no, I want to talk to you. And if you won't talk to me, I'm you can't talk to anybody else. Not as punishment. I don't view it as punishment at all. But I'm pressing you, okay? Because he knew that I wasn't going to die. But he had to press me. So we're in the hospital. And every room that we go into, I find the cross. In the, in the, the dirty holding room, I find the cross. And I'm laying out on this bed. And it's just like, this lady is poking me. And I'm just like, God. She's hurting me. And I can't even tell her that she's hurting me. Right? So I think I called her Lisa. <laughs> Lisa says, you know what? 
let me go get Paula because Paula knows how to find veins that are not able to be found. And let me go get a butterfly needle. I heard her say this, right? I'm looking at the cross and I'm just like, she's hurting me. She's poked me like six times at this point. She can't find a vein. My veins are already hard to find. So me being dehydrated was not helping. So she goes and gets Paula and Paula walks in the room and Paula says, in the name of Jesus, And I look at her and I say, what? And Paula leans over to Lisa and she whispers in her ear and Lisa puts this needle directly in my arm and the blood starts, she finds the vein. And she says, Paula says, in the name of Jesus. And I look at her and I look down at my arm and she said it for a third time. She said, in the name of Jesus, see, all you got to do is call his name. No lie. That's what the lady said to me, Paula. And she walks out the room and I never see Paula again. Okay. So we're going to get back to Paula in a minute. We sit in that room for about 12 hours. We go, I finally get a room upstairs. The best room, <laughs> the absolute best room is a corner room. I can see everything's beautiful right? We get up to the room. And of course, like I told you, I can't breathe when I'm walking because I got it. I got it. This is when I realized now when that, when Paula said in the name of Jesus, see, all you got to do is call his name. I was calling on the name of Jesus when she was poking me all them times. And I could, and I was, it was, it was getting bad. I called her, I called his name and she came in and I said, okay, I'm not going to die here immediately. Like I felt such a, a release of like, I'm not going to die here. I, I'm not going to die here. Perfect. So why am I here? So I'm talking to God now, right? That was the press. I need you to talk to me. It's vital. It's vital. It's vitally important that you hear me and, and you talk to me and we, 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 we get this relationship together. It's vitally important for where I have to take you. I can't do exceeding TV without talking to God without hearing God, without being able to go to him. And I can't do it. It's, it's a press. So we get, I'm like, I'm not going to die here. We get upstairs and my mom, this is the first week that fam, one family member that checks you in can now come in the room for four hours a day. I'm not going to die here. Okay. My mom comes up to the room. She's just like, Hey, we've been here. What? 14 hours. Like literally, we've been there 14 hours. I have to go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom and this nurse is in there and she's helping me to the bathroom. And to the natural eye, I look like I'm about to die. I'm coughing, I'm wheezing, I'm bent over. I can't catch my breath. <laughs> I'm talking the whole, like this girl's gonna die. She's gonna die. Like y'all know I'm dramatic, <laughs> but that's the reenactment. The reenactment is dramatic. The reality is real. Okay. I I was not, I looked like I was not going to make it. And I heard the nurse say, let me just put this on you. And right after I heard that, I heard the Holy Spirit say, stop and look up. That's it. That's all I heard. Stop and look up. The coughing stopped. The wheezing stopped. My breathing stabilized. I looked up and I said, what are you doing? 
And the look on this lady's face was like nothing you have ever seen before in your life. This lady was putting a do not resuscitate wristband on my wrist. To the natural eye, it seemed as if I was going to die. The enemy was going to try to make sure that I did just that. But God already had spoken to me. We had already had a little talky talk last night after he told me, see, all you got to do is call his name in the name of Jesus. She said it three times because God going to do everything on the three. (laughs) And I just knew it was settled in my spirit. I knew I was in war. But it became settled in my spirit at that moment that I was not going to die in this hospital. I heard stop and look up. And I looked up and I said, what are you doing? This lady was trying to put a do not resuscitate on my wrist. She said, oh, I finished using the bathroom. She puts me back in the bed. I never see her again. Now, you know, nurses working, they're working 12-hour shifts. I never see this lady again, right? I went to the hospital. I got admitted on the 26th. And I got out January 1st. It was the press. That was the worst six days of my entire life. And I done been through some stuff. <laughs> that was when when she put that, when she attempted to put that do not resuscitate on my wrist, I knew that there was something bigger than me that I needed to be focusing on. Like I couldn't even be sick anymore. And actually, after that, I was not as sick as I had been since before. And I'm like, now I'm talking to the Lord and I'm I'm asking God, why am I here? What do I, what what do you need me to do? Why do you have me in this place? Like, what am I, am I supposed to be learning something here? Am I supposed to be, what am I supposed to be doing? This is, I I had to get all the way to the hospital. (laughs) I probably could have avoided all of that. But I had to get all the way to the hospital to realize that God just wanted me to talk to him. And he had to press me to do it, right? So, I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. Okay? Okay. So, he had to press me to do it. So, I get to the hospital and literally, I... I, I wasn't doing the best. I mean, everything was still pretty much. But after that, that do not resuscitate, I'm like, okay, God, like, let me try to take me out, trying to kill me, right? Uh-uh. Get somebody else, okay? Find somebody else to play with. New Year's Eve night, I praised my way into 2021, and I know everybody on that floor heard me. Like I sang every song that I wanted to sing at the top of my lungs and I dared somebody to walk in there and say anything to me because they were horrible. They wouldn't let me take a bath. They wouldn't let me wipe myself down. They didn't change my bed sheets like because they had to put me on blood thinners. So I'm I'm TMI. I'm bleeding. They're not they're not doing anything like out of six days. That's 12 nurses. Two of them were nice. Two. And each time I got a nice one, they got moved to somewhere else. The other ones would stay three, three days, but it was like daytime and nighttime. Like 
I got the same daytime root nurse that walked in there and said, I was like, she was like, what do you need from me? And I was just like, when I push this button, I want you to come in here and actually take me to the bathroom. And she had the audacity to say, oh, you just want some attention. Okay. And walked out the room. And I had to, it took everything in my body to stop my mom from snatching that lady up. Like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Like, y'all on assignment. Okay. I, I get it. But I praise my way to January 1st. And I got out of that hospital the morning of January 1st. And I came out with, with the relationship. Like I came out with, with interactions to refer to that I can talk to the Lord and the Lord can talk back to me. I came out of there with that. And that was the most important thing that happened in that hospital was that. So about a year later, maybe, yeah, I think, I think about a year and a half later, we were sitting there with my, my cousin and I was telling her about what well, my second cousin, my mom's cousin. So I was telling her about my experience at the hospital and the lady, the, the lady, I can't think of the name I gave her that came in the room. It was like in the name of Jesus. And my mom was sitting there and she was just looking like so amazed. Like she was just looking, she was like, I'm just so amazed every time you tell that story. And I was like, tell that story. What are you talking about? She was like, read. Nobody else walked in that room. Lisa, I remember her name. <laughs> Lisa went and got a butterfly needle and came back in the room. And because it was a smaller needle, she found my mom is sitting in the room. Like she's sitting in the same room. She's in the corner. She said nobody else walked into that room. The lady just came back with the needle and found the vein and walked back out the room. There was no other lady that came in there and said anything. I was sitting in the corner and there was, there was never another lady. And I'm like, what? You can't tell me that Brenda, <laughs> Brenda came, Brenda was in there. Brenda said in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And then I started to think about it. Brenda never touched me. And Lisa was supposed to go get Brenda because Brenda was supposed to go find the vein, but Brenda never touched the needle. Brenda only whispered in Lisa's ear. And then Lisa put put the, the needle in my arm after failing six times to put it in my arm and said, all you got to do is call his name. And I'm like, Ma, what you talking about? Like, what do you, what do you mean? What do you, what, like, what do you, she said, nobody else walked in that room. And I was just sitting there in amazement. Do you understand me? Like, God. I really had a whole supernatural encounter and did not know that it was a supernatural encounter because it was a press. I needed, I, I needed something to happen. I needed you to know that you weren't going to die there because you felt like you were, and you were, you were begging me to save you. You were begging me all of these things. And I had to let you know that you didn't have to beg me. All you had to do was call his name. All you got to do is call my name. All you have to do is call on the name of Jesus because it's in the press. I was pressing something out of you. That stubbornness of you can't, you can't talk to me. Like 
that that's that 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 trait that that says that you, you all you can do is request 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 or or it's one-sided or i that that idea that you can't hear my voice that 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 insecurity that you had that insecurity spirit that you were harboring about hearing me i needed to press that out of you and the only way i can press it out of you is putting you in a situation to where you can't talk to nobody else but me. I'm the only person that you can talk to because in that hospital, in those times where you were alone, because my mom had to go back to work, of course, like she would come up there, but you don't got nobody but me to talk to. Like when when, when they're, they're poking your arm repeatedly and you're in pain and you're hurting, I'm who you... I, <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to me. I had to press you. And I feel like the Holy Spirit brought back that declaration that I made that seemed like some little cliche, like, just like you say, this is my year. Like, this is my decade. God is like, show you right. <laughs> show you right, stink butt. Absolutely. Uh-huh. You ready to go? Are you ready to rock and roll? I've been waiting for years for you. Yes. And it seems like every year, my Lord, every year, it just, whew, the pressing happens. Like God just, he's just pressing me. He's pressing out those old, those old things. Like he's pressing out the old me. And it's just like, it, it's uncomfortable, but I know that it's necessary. And it's just like, he's just pressing like so hard. And I am currently 12 days from my third decade of life. And it's something about the number three. First of all, God always going to do it on the three. Like he's going to do it on the three. And last year he brought my attention through Christy on the three. We used to say it all the time. If you saw us throwing up threes, we were not throwing up gang signs. We were, it was on the three. That was the thing. Like that was all of, all of the things were centered around on the three. And so this is the third year of our business. Like this is the third year of this decade that I said was my decade. And I'm walking into my third decade of life on the third year of this decade that I said is my decade. The third, I'm I'm gonna I'm about to be 30. I'm I'm 12 days away from being 30. And something about this birthday is just it's it feels different. I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is about this birthday or about this three about this three, but I've been being pressed. Like I've been being pressed left and right. Like, it's just like, God is like, I got to squeeze every little bit of who you thought you were out of you. And I, I thought a lot of things about myself before that were not good things. They were not conducive to the environment that the Lord is trying to walk me into. So I really want to just wrap it up there. I didn't get y'all my testimony by COVID, but it was a press. And I, I, I really want, I prayed that 
that experience and that testimony of that can resonate to more extreme situations and less extreme situations of it's in the press. The the deliverance is in the press. The the hope is in the press. The answers are in the press. I keep hearing those three things. The deliverance, the hope, and the answer is in the press. God pressed me. And though that press, like that was, I'm talking about the worst days, the worst six days ever. Like, and I used to be suicidal, y'all. So that that really is saying a lot. Like, those were the worst six days of my entire life. And those, but those six days of pressing, even, I mean, before the hospital, like that, that month of pressing, because I told y'all I got sick December 1st. I got at the hospital January, January 1st. I went to the hospital December 26th, but I had COVID that whole time. Like I tested positive for COVID in the hospital. So that was like, that thing was lying dormant for a minute before it finally started to manifest. And you know what I'm saying? But that pressing changed my entire life. And then to hear, to have a supernatural encounter on top of that, that, that counterpoled, counterpoled me. I don't even know what the word is. Is that counterpoled? Counterpoled. We're not going to go there. It threw me into my relationship of God, I'm going to talk to you and you're going to talk back to me with that single interaction because it was like I was talking to him and I heard him telling me stuff like get up like I, I heard those things but I wasn't I was I was finally praying and I was looking at that cross and he answered me but he didn't answer me here he answered me physically and that that made me go inward and say all right lord Let's go. Let's do that. So that that press that the when you go through those pressing situations and you go through those those God defined green pastures where he makes you lie down in those things that that don't feel that good, that don't that don't feel like you're going to make it through. You have to remember that. The deliverance is in the press. If you push past those things and you just you try to get get those things out of the way or you try to. You try to speed up the process or you try to cut corners or you try to, when you try to do that, when you push instead of press, you end up missing the whole purpose of the pain. You're just causing more pain. There's purpose in the pain. There's, there's purpose. There's, there's things that need to be birthed out of that pain. That pain can, that frustration, that aggravation, that, that all of these different things that don't really feel that good. We have to know that God is so intentional in his pressing. And if he's pressing you, that he knows something that you don't know by default. That's that's automatic. He knows something that you don't know. So in that press, if you're in that press right now, if you've ever been in that press, because I am, the, the Holy Spirit has had me, especially with my journal, has had me come to the realization that even if something happened in the past, you can still go back and change your mind. 
And you can change how you look at that thing and you can move forward because you can get to the root of a thing and you can go back and you can think about it with a new mind and with a more informed mind, maybe even with an adult mind if it's something that happened in your childhood. And you can think about those pressings that you experienced throughout your life and you can realize that you did not die. And because you didn't die, there was something that needed to be revealed in that pressing so if you need to go back in your mind and rethink about that press rethink about how you view that thing because of course like i said when you are the diamond that's being pressed you don't care nothing about that you don't care about that (laughs) like i just want to get up off the pressing machine i want to jump into the promise and get off the pressing machine and god doesn't work like that but if you can endure that press if you can endure and you can stay the course in that long suffering. God had me really looking into long suffering. Like I need, you don't, you don't got no patience. Like you don't got any patience. So because you don't have any patience, I put you in situations that make you have to be patient. That's a press. I'm pressing that impatience out of you. So because I'm pressing, because you're impatient, I got to press it out of you. That's the, that's the only way that I can ensure that if you feel every, Christy said, if you feel every single step of this process, you are more apt to not go back to that thing when I bring you out. But that requires a press. Embrace the press. Re, rethink about the press. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Embrace the press. It's in the press. Don't push. Don't pull. Don't do any. Press into God. Press towards the high mark. What was it? (laughs) What did he say? What he spit? He spit that. Press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. Press towards the prize, press towards the promise. Because as you're going through the pressing, as you're pressing through the press, just know that the suffering that you're feeling right now doesn't compare to the joy that that you're gonna get on the other side of the press. That's the prize. The prize is is the, the other side. It may not feel like a green pasture, but it's green where you're standing. It's, it's green where God has you. It's it's green where you where you water it. And if if God is watering you in a place that doesn't feel that good, you can speed that thing up by learning what He needs you to learn. If that's so, if that's what He so chooses. If you want to speed it up start being obedient. Like I had to realize that, like you, 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 you can't push past it. You can't really speed it up, but you can through obedience because you, you prolong it by being in denial about what it is that I'm trying to do. If you're denying the press, if you're, it's hard to kick against the prick. <laughs> it's hard to kick against the prick. The longer you kick against the prick, the longer you're in the process. And though God may need you to feel every single step of this press, you do not have to make this process longer. 
the press is what the press is and it has purpose and as long as you grow and you 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 mature with that press and you mature with your mindset of the press this is reek talking to reek <laughs> this is the holy spirit talking to reek not to help you to god be the glory but the more you the more you mature and the more you grow and the more you you embrace the pressing of the lord the more god can put in your hands and that's the most important thing because i'm not talking about physical things i'm talking about assignments because there's favor in the assignments there's, there's peace in the assignments. There's joy in the assignments. When you're truly, truly, truly tapped into the flow of the Lord and you fulfill those assignments and you, you know that God trusts you with those assignments, that is pure joy. That is indescribable joy. So if I can encourage anybody today, tonight, this afternoon, whenever you're watching this, embrace the press. Because everything that you're looking for is in the press. So with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, bye.